Thursday, 5 o'clock. The Sports Happy Hour. We're back again. I'm Jim. He's Giller. How are you, Giller? Oh, Jim, I'm great. Thank you. I'm looking uh, looking forward to, to doing what we do. Good week. Doing what we do. Doing good Who's week. Who's we? Well, do what we do is you you and I, I, th- I suppose, we we're yep. doing this. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what I, I perceive we're doing. It's a symbiotic relationship. I answer questions, you answer them, you answer questions, and I attempt to answer them. I, I, yeah, I try and I try. You don't always get it right. No, no, no. no. I, and quite often I, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'd have to sort of create a story. Yeah. And if we can create the story that it works, well, we'll know. Call, call in if I think it works. If you think it works. Yeah, call in. Good <laughs> <laughs> call. Uh, happy hour. We're live on East FM at 8.1, 107.1. East FM, your listening choice for the entire area of East Auckland. I know you tune in, Giller, when you're when you're cruising around. Oh, most definitely. Now that I know uh, what frequency it is and, now you and know the codes that, that I have. On the air. Oh, yeah, and I knew you were in the air. Yeah. I've followed followed you for a while, Jim. So you have. Uh, yes, so, okay. so, so I did know that that, uh, that that because people are listening to us on their way home. Did you know that? Yeah, that that would be the best part. I mm-hmm. mean, I would. I'm not sure how narcissistic that I sound, but if I yep. could sort of just... Well, we used to be a car dealer, so people understand. They'll understand, yes. Yep. Yeah, they'll understand that I'd like to, yeah, just listen to myself. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to listen to myself right now, but... But, no, it's but not going to happen. Well, it happens, but not in real time. Not in real time. Nah. I'll just turn down our fake crowd noise, and no one can get us for having fake crowd noise because the NRL had fake fake crowd noise. <laughs> did I use an expletive accidentally? I'm not sure I? what they had. They had they had that. They had the uh, the, the cardboard cutouts, I believe. I think there's yep. some controversy in there as well. Yeah, there was with the Harold Shipman situation. Yeah, put a few dudes Which in is there, pretty then. classic, if you ask me. I yeah. mean, not if you're a member of uh, um, someone, a family of somebody's murdered. No. Probably not as no, funny. No, and we, don't, we do not condone that. No. Yeah. However, no. it also was, you know, the people took that opportunity. It got missed. I think the same thing happened on a TV episode or something I read about just in the last week or so as well. Maybe it was a Glee or something like that. Mm. That day, like well, a st- Glee's been in the news because of the curse of Glee. Obviously, it seems to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how, what that's got to do with sport, but swimming. No, she yeah. wasn't swimming. So, uh, no. okay. So the bad, story. So the story's sort of going nowhere. A bad taste, perhaps. But yeah, the <laughs> the, um, the yeah. Sorry. You can finish. Why not? The, the, uh, that they also, there's a scene that they cut to uh, in the actual thing, and it was just a little quick snippet of the audience, and yep. there was like 50% real people and 50% dummies. Oh, I think I did see that now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, whether the NRL. Quite a common tactic in filming, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, of course. So. Um, if you need a few more people to fill in some gaps and crowd shots and stuff, they will use dummies from time to time. Not, not to CG them. Uh, depending on budget, depending I suppose. Depending on the budget of the show, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the budget of the NRL... It's a lot easier to get uh, extras in, or in this case, dummies, than it is to pay for CGI. Yes, it would be. Yeah. Yes. Bits of cardboard or, or whatever else. So the NRL has done that. They're afraid they're in sight, they're yeah. are in noise. It seems to work. I mean, the numbers are watching are pretty good, I, I believe. Yep. The NRL's a good product. We've spoken about that before. Well, they've been pushing it into the US and stuff. I learned today, actually, that... Now, I've been championing Cells NBL, um, the local basketball league here in New Zealand, and I've learned today they're actually playing this on ESPN. Would you believe? That's remarkable. Um, because the United States is bereft um, of sports, effectively, uh, or particularly basketball at the moment, um, then they've picked up the New Zealand feed, and I, I hate to think what they're thinking. I mean, all respect to the players in the Cells NBL, but the standard's a little bit different, isn't it? So... So just that ESPN into America. Correct. Oh, that's incredible. Well, worldwide. I mean, they've got a worldwide reach, so everyone's watching it. Oh, well, so, yeah. I mean, they must. the Franklin Bulls must be loving it. They, they are loving it. They're doing actually reasonably well, but not quite as good as the Auckland Huskies, the new side. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they are, I've got my figures here. The Huskies are tonight playing top of the table, Taranaki Mountaineers. Now, it's not Mountaineers. It's Mountain. A-Row. No. Ears. Ears. As in the ears on, on your head. The ear. No, I think the ear of the mountain, like... It, oh, ear... Like as in someone's ear. Yeah, as like, a, to distinguish them from, you know, some Germans that might go tramping up a mountain. Yes. You, would, you would say there's some mountaineers from... <laughs> so they're the mountain... Some Bavarian mountaineers. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of, yeah, uh, what do you call them, that, um, that polka dancing band or the... Yeah. Or the whatever. No, I mean, not, no not those I don't guys. think it's no, that. No. Um, but anyway, the Huskies in, uh, is actually kicking off at 5.30. What are we now? 10 past 5. If uh, everyone stopped listening to this show and turned on Sky Sport, 15 or whatever channel it's on shan't happen um you know they'd be good but also you could take the game and listen to us and i think that's probably a better option i would it? suggest that yes you want this you want to be here for this hour absolutely because we cover the the mountaineers yep well who, who else is covering them right now uh no one well mark would if mark had uh, managed to make it to the show again mark kelly mia once again this <laughs> week um I actually, I've lost contact with him in the past day, so I'm not entirely sure where he is. Um, anything's possible. I am intrigued about this basketball lead um, yep. because, you know, the Taranaki Mountaineers. Mountain ears. Ears. Yeah. So, you know, where, where do they get their players from? Uh, first, Taranaki. Like, yeah, of course, but okay. you'd think it's a hot hot pot of basketball players. Well, New um, Plymouth's always had a reasonable basketball fraternity, from what I understand. Probably not as strong as the traditional strong, strongholds of, of uh, Nelson and, and even the Canterbury. But even um, Nelson Rams. sounds strange. What do they do? Breed tall players down there? I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's always been successful. When they had the old mobile leagues and stuff, sort of in the 80s, early 90s, uh, Nelson Giants were always on top. The Reefton kid, Phil Jones, mm-hmm. uh, he was the big star, went on to play um, overseas and at the breakers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's obviously some sort of nursery down there. Quite often you'll get... Uh, it's a bit like the Bay of Plenty. Uh, Mark will love this. Go the Bay. Uh, Bay of Plenty with Sevens rugby players. Have you noticed that a lot of them come out of the BOP? Yes, of course. A lot of it was to do with the association with Gordon Titchens originally, That's I right. think. Um, but they, it does seem to be an area that They've breeds. got a good training centre down there. They must do. They're, they're doing something right if they're concentrating sort of on Sevens. But weren't all the, the <clears throat> All Black Sevens and the, and the other team, weren't they, weren't they based some, Oh, that might have been purely because Titchens were there, but I believe they had a good good, good, good old system down Possibly, there. Possibly, yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think NZRU um, moved their operations for Sevens perhaps to <laughs> to somewhere down there mate Tauranga or Rotorua one of the, probably Rotorua actually thinking yeah. about it yeah <coughs> wide open spaces there not much else going on at the moment no, no tourists no so they play sevens but yeah <coughs> we play sevens anyway we don't I'm not sure we got diverted to sevens oh I was talking about the um the basketball from basketball Taranaki. yeah so Rams Nuggets is the game after this one so Canterbury Rams and then Yatago Nuggets that's an awesome name isn't it Nuggets the old Nuggets do you think gold or do you think chicken when you hear Nuggets uh, associated with Targo, yeah gold certainly gold yeah yep. okay yep. Were um, you, you were thinking what little well there comes a point I mean obviously there's um, you know in US sports they use um, the term Nugget you know to refer to gold as well and so forth but I think um, there's going to be a time pretty shortly when teams are probably just completely owned by a McDonald's or Burger King or something like that. And so they could probably call them the McDonald's Nuggets. Yes. Do you know what the I mean? Otago. I think franchises are going to move so far away from being city-focused, I think they'll just be corporate franchises. Much like you see in Japan with rugby, mm-hmm. like Toyota plays Subaru yep, and things Sanics like that. and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, is that a good thing? Does it matter? Probably not. But again, does it matter? I think we've passed the point of, of um, the end point of professionalism. The just idea, keep going. without them prof- supporting that team, you do not have a team. So, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll go 
McDonald Nuggets. Absolutely. But yeah, I would have thought the gold, but that ran out a long time ago, so it won't be gold paying them. <laughs> no, it won't be. Huskies are sitting uh, fifth on the table, the Auckland Huskies, uh, four and five record, Canterbury Bulls six and four, and our friends, the Mountaineers, have got a seven and two. I think, um, when I think Taranaki, I think, and you, you mentioned the word nursery, I'm thinking Francis Douglas High School. I think they produce some basketball players. Do they? I believe, actually, John Mitchell played basketball for them. He was probably one of our most successful all-back captains as a percentage. Very interesting. Mm. How many games did he captain? Coach. Oh, coach. You said captain. Did I? Uh, yeah. Coached. John Mitchell yeah. had, a, had a very, very <laughs> Was it high. just me or did... High what? Sorry, you can finish that. If you... <laughs> very, very high percentage. Uh, yeah. win, win, win loss or win, um, winning percentage. One thing he didn't have a high percentage of was teeth. No. Um, as I recall. And is it just me or when he played for the Wakato, um, did he look 20 years older than he does now? Yeah, he certainly did. He'd look Very at him, strange. You'd look at him and go, "How's that guy?" He's a full-on Benjamin Button, isn't he? Correct. He's, he's, he's found the uh, he's mm. found that fountain of youth, and, and away it goes. Yep. And the uh, and he seems to keep himself fit, which yeah, well that helps, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, but yep. he does. I see his son uh, Dimitch has um, gone left Northern Districts, and he's playing for Canterbury Cricket this year. I didn't realise that. Yes, he's left. I'm not sure. Something to do with an all-rounder vacancy after the retirement of. <laughs> Andrew Ellis or someone like that, and I, I don't really know. I mean, why wouldn't you stay in Northern Districts unless he's got a, you know, his missus is working down in, in the village of the damned. I'm she not shouldn't. Sure. She should. Um, strange decision because the Northern Districts side, a he's already in the black caps in the in the short form. He played one test, got seventy odd, so he's obviously in the, th- in the thinking. Yes. Um, and then it, it must be some sort of personal relocation because I I can't fathom why he would go down there. Northern Districts has. I think it's it's something staggering, like 13 or 14 former and current New Zealand players in their squad. Mm. Yeah, and they had more until Daniel Flynn retired this season, so he was he played a few tests. So, um, yeah, but strange, maybe. And, and they've acquired in the past couple of years Neil Fachner, who's who's moved there, <coughs> and um, also Conda Gronholm has moved down from Auckland as well. Dutchy. What about? Uh, isn't um uh, the new, the new uh, Canterbury coach. Maybe he attracted him. The expanding coach. Uh, What's his name? Uh, two meter Peter. Is oh, that right? Peter Fulton. Yeah, Peter Fulton. I, I see that Peter's been given another. I won't say given. So he applied for a uh, position, and he's been made the head coach of uh, the Canterbury cricket team. Mm. Which would interesting be interesting move. He, he lasted a year with the Black Caps. Um, yeah, and and do as you, the batting coach. Do you think that was? I mean, uh, what I read or heard that we read wouldn't have heard anything. What I read was that uh, yeah, it's easy. Um, he's got a bit of ambition. You always want to be the head coach. You always want to do that whole thing. But you'd think, well, I think it's more likely the Black Caps aren't touring. Mm-hmm. He's got no job basically yeah. at the moment because they're not going yeah. anywhere. Hang on, mate. You got no job. Um, and then they they tend to, to sort of wheel out the old uh, more time with family situation and yeah. that sort of thing, which which is fine, I suppose. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit cynical about those those comments because I think they get used far too often. And you don't um, have a family. And I don't have a family, so yeah. <laughs> and if it was me, I'd just, I'd just keep trucking. Yes. You know, I just don't understand all this. Nah. Yeah, the, I mean, some free time away from, yeah, the, the, the household would be wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> why, why would he pack that in? Why would you do it? Goes on tour, stays on tour, <laughs> exactly two right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, the Warriors, speaking of, um, speaking of people who want to go home, uh, four of them are, in fact. Uh, what have I got? Is Ignatius Parsi is one of them. Um who else have I got? Ken Mamalo, David Fusitua, and a fellow called King Vonir Paya, who I'm not too familiar with. He's obviously played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have all managed to knock up their girlfriends, um, and and they're basically 
getting shit from home and saying, where are you? Uh, we, want, we want you to come home. We've talked about this before. I had a very interesting uh, online conversation with Mark about this. You might have picked up on it. I did observe it. Mark was of the opinion that I was being far too harsh and they, the players, which say, you know, they should be allowed to go home and visit their, their pregnant wife and family and so forth. But however, they were promised by our old mate Peter Volandis, I suspect, that mm-hmm. their family would be able to come across, blah, blah, blah. They got sold a, a lie in the, in the sense that Peter Volandis or whoever was responsible for that decision, maybe someone within the Warriors, doesn't control the New Zealand-Australian borders, the first thing. Um, I think it was a bold statement, basically, just to, to get the rush start again, like they did. When did they start? It was... Mm, they want to be first out of the block. So June, they, they exactly. Were, and they're like, yeah, 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 well, you know, um, come over, we'll bring your family over once the restrictions yeah. are gone. And who cares if they go back later? Exactly. And now these guys are... <laughs> now these guys are saying, <laughs> shit, i got to go home because, you know, Mrs. is in my ear and I haven't seen her for months, blah, blah, blah. The old happy wife. Happy wife, happy life. Um, and it's not like they're out on the town over there either, you know, is the other thing. So Which would probably- be... Yes. Yeah. Even, even worse. Yeah. So the um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because we understand they were you know, uh, promised were promised too strong a word or was it suggested that it was all try? Su- it was certainly strongly suggested. It was strongly suggested. Yeah. Yeah, it was implied that you'll be right. Yeah, mate. Yeah. And uh, and they weren't. So yeah, I can understand. Yeah. I can understand the rationale. I think I would be uh, if I had made this personally. If I'd made that decision, I think of. I think we've, we've spoken about this. Um, yep. I, I am not in a collision sport. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had my collisions and and they told me to, to not be in collision sport. Yep. Um, I enjoyed those collisions until they said, just stop colliding with yep. other players in sport. Yep. Uh, but these guys, uh, they trained for it, they built for it, they paid well for it. Um, but you know what? It's the head, isn't it? Or the heart? Mm. Which would they argue? It's the head or the heart? And these are young guys too, and some of them are probably a little bit pussy whipped. It's probably bit, uh, can we say that? It's it's out there. I suppose so. No. Um, anyway, they're probably a little bit whipped and under instructions to come home and this sort of thing, which is, hey, fair enough. When we're all young, we're all a bit sort of, um, you know, willing, more willing to jump through hoops than a senior man would be. I mean, they seem young, but they've got families. I mean, are all dealing with newborns, or is it just is it just the? Um, I think just two or three of them are pregnant. From what out I understand, of the I don't know the full family arrangements, right. but. Um, but the young guys, they get married easily. Um, young sports stars get get locked down. Young. Just get the meat hooks. Yeah, they do. And get the gaffed. <laughs> and they are, they I'm are. sure their wives are very nice people, uh, Gilla. But, and we do apologise if you listen to us right exactly, now. Exactly. But you know how it works. I mean, you know, these, these young guys flashing a bit of cash around. Um, you know, the girls, you know, like them. They're in good shape. They're good looking. They're, they're a little bit famous. What's not lock, What's not to like and try and lock down? Well, it's attractive, um, mm. despite I suppose a movement to say it's not. Um, the yeah. reality is, those things are attractive. Yeah. And as humans, we tend to like shiny things. You're right, and I mean, in what kind of headspace would one of these guys be in if he's on the phone with his missus constantly? Just she's getting like, chipped the whole yeah, time. Yeah. She's going, or one of them, uh, I think, it was Fussy Tours. Missus went on Twitter. And said, "Did you see this?" And she, I, she basically said, "We need him home. I need him home. Blah blah blah, yeah. and all this sort of stuff." Um, 
Okay, fair enough. A little bit embarrassing for him when his when his missus sort of calls him out like that. But yeah, modern world, was, isn't it? Do you think that was for him or to explain to the, to, to to the you know the well, she's probably sitting at home and she's she's probably looking at social media posts and he's getting a bit of shit from guys like me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, Who's this dude? And then she's like, "Well, if you, Jim, I'm gonna you know tell you the real score. What the situation is? I don't know what's going on. He's got to come home. You know, I don't know. Um, if it was for me, I'd I'd stay the course." I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> we better not keep talking about these no, things. No, we better not. <laughs> Why has it become? We've become one dimensional. It just keeps. It just keeps coming up because the Warriors keep sending players home. So now they've got to find five replacement players. Well, that's yeah. And again, we have to talk about this. That's why we're yep. talking about it because it, they've sent four players home, and that's yep. the first for the. Uh, I mean, obviously, everything is a first. Yeah. So, how do they find them? Quarantine. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work. Yeah. Even to, and then they condition themselves. How they condition themselves? Because so they've got to be in there. They, they they smash into walls. Well, to, I think. I mean, in their hotel, the, just to get them <laughs> yeah, ready for a collision. Pull a Julian O'Neill and yeah. just, just shit in a shoe or something. <laughs> All sorts um, of stuff. <laughs> I think they have to. There's there's obviously a pool. There's there's a list, isn't there? Because I think Paul Gallon was saying, "Oh, come and help you out, mate," or something. Yeah, or everyone said they do. I think Fine Day also. Oh, they're saying it now, but yeah. you wait. Um, and. So there's got to be a list, and, and unfortunately the list is probably going to be full of journeymen, um, mm-hmm. guys that have been released by their clubs or having their contracts paid out or, you know, not giving another option for next season. Oh, so you're talking about Aussie-based players Aussie joining based the Warriors players. as opposed to yeah. Warriors squad members or Correct. wider squad members being... They're not going to travel. No, sent no, over there, quarantine. It'll, it'll be straight oh, from Australia. Okay, okay. So I it's going to be... Okay. Oh, yep. you, you're right, because, I mean, it is... If you if you go by Dan Carter and all the what the month of conditioning he required just to yep. just to hurt his calf muscle and not be available, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. you think these guys go over there too? He still played more than Bowden nearly, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's had more of an on-field, on-pitch um, uh, uh, positive action. But anyway, absolutely. The um, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sending guys over two weeks off, conditioning whatever. Yeah, it'd be a would it, well, you're losing two. You're probably potentially losing three games out of them. Well, exactly. And, and, but even if the, you've got these other fellows in, is everyone still as as into the team now and they're just ringins? Or does everyone <laughs> does that dilute everyone's feelings about? It probably does to an extent. Yeah. Uh, but I think the fact they're away from home and sort of trapped on a campaign like they've and in Australia of all places. It, you're right, and in Australia, and you know, like they've been sent to El Alamein or something, and you know, we all we can do is wish them well from here and, yes. hope, and hope they win. You know Sorry, I mean? mate. That's sort of what it comes <laughs> down to, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, your Chiefs didn't play, and did you notice I didn't start a sh- the show with about talking about how much they suck? Yeah, well, I was going to actually say that we've got yeah we we we, we were sm- mistake free. Yep, we didn't do a lot on yep. attack. Um, didn't see much. No, didn't see a lot of ball, but. Um, we didn't. We didn't lose. No. And I, That's I'm looking positive. forward to this 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 back end of the competition. Um, yeah. Because there's no there's no final, is there? Or semis? It's just a, it's a round robin up, isn't points. It? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've, got, you've got the Highlanders, by the way. We do. We yep. do. At um, home. And I think uh, Josh Yuani's uh, playing his first game back. He is. Um, yes. And the yeah, I'd be very interested. I heard a comment about uh, I believe uh, Gats said that um, you know we've been playing with a lot of ball in hand. But it's the kicking teams that seem to be doing whatever. Now he's from up Warrnambool land up that they yep. the kick a lot. So it'd be interesting to see how we come back for every team. Yep. Um, obviously, it was fifty. Well, it wasn't fifty-fifty because obviously they, got, they won. But it was very close that last game. It was a mm. Cruden drop kicked. We're in the lead. Brynhall comes on, drop kicks. 
We lost the game. One thing I've bemoaned in the past is the box kick from the halfback. Uh, the Blues Sam Knox seems to do it every single ruck, and it just drives me nuts because. I once took a unscientific poll during a game of how many box kicks actually come to fruition mm-hmm. for the attacking side. Mm-hmm. And by fruition, I mean the fullback, opposition fullback dropping it or them recovering the ball or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's literally 30%. And I'm like... Based on upon a sample of, that, of one game. Oh, no, I did it over a few games. Correct. Yeah, and I counted sort of up to 10 box kicks in the game and then just did the maths. Mm-hmm. It's about 30% that mm-hmm. come off. So why is it so prevalent? But one thing I've noticed is the Chiefs, as you're talking about Warren Ball and their kicking game, I've noticed Brad Weber, for all his strengths around the ruck and his running game, isn't a much of a box kicker. Um, is he going to take on more of that this week? Is that what you're saying? Or are you talking about crude and tactically? No, I, 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 to be fair, I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs, what do I say about the Chiefs? Yeah, I expect them to just turn it on again. Yep. They don't like... Yeah, they don't like losing. It was millimetres, if that's the word, or inches, or whatever measurement. It was very, very close, all games, bar probably the Crusaders, but, but again, you could argue a point or two. Um, so, or even the Hurricanes. And uh, yeah. Well, 10 metres <coughs> or so that, yeah. that Geordie Barrett moved the ball Correct, forward. correct. Yeah. Um, so, I'd be very surprised if we go through the second round um, with losses, and I'll say we'll get the Highlanders, I'll say we'll get the Hurricanes, I say we'll get the Blues, but I don't know about those Crusaders. No, I don't think you'll get the Blues. I think they're playing all black rugby. Um, the Blues, yeah, who knows? They haven't been here. Let's see, let's see how they handle and, it. And old mate, um, Mr. Perilli injured, mm-hmm. is out again, I see, for the Blues. Did you see that? Blake Gibson. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't Once know. again injured. I mean, how often is this guy injured? Like, is he even with... Personally, I wouldn't persist with him. I don't know what they're playing him. Mm. How can you keep a guy like that on the roster? He's injured every season, and they're all significant injuries. Yes. That would be remarkable. And he's a good footballer, too. I'm not dissing him. That's what I'm just saying. How can you keep a guy like that on the roster? Your body just keeps breaking on you. You just have no no way of doing something about it. No. Um, You could start to blame people and look at the conditioning coaches and are their fault. Does he not do his training programs? Or is he just unfortunate? Some players just get injured, though. As simple as that. Some, Some are prone. Yep. It is quite right. And he's in a high-traffic area, obviously, being open-side. Yeah, um, it's not there. the easiest place. No. You know? Um, he's in he's in the action just about every ruck, every mall, chasing kicks, doing everything, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A busy player. Yeah, I yeah, I do think, he, as you say, it's not because he's not a good player. Would I cut him? I don't make the decision. So. That was probably a little harsh of me. I just, I just don't understand... The value. Get, I the can't value. stand the value. We yeah. have to constantly calling in replacement yeah. players for him every season. We go, hey, we've got Blake Gibson here, but he's injured, so we'll get this guy. Well, why mm. do you get that guy? Train mm. him more. Mm. I, I mean, don't know. It sounds easy. Because he's been on the fringe of the All Blacks a couple of times. They've, they've used him, they've called him into training when mm. he's been, uh, someone's got a niggle. So he's highly, he's so highly he rated. thought of, but again, it's how long do you persist as someone who's, who can't get on the field con- consistently? You know? mm. I don't know. I'm uh, not the coach, who cares? No. Dan, Dan Carter pulled a calf. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it might have been that Southbridge game that um, could all, have that, been, all, eh? that muck, all that muck down there. Could have been, yeah. yeah. Big heavy field. Eh? Yeah, just, just running around. Stuck in the mud. Clod hoppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's a, a shame, I suppose, for, for those who... I'd love to see him in a Blues jersey just to... Just, just to, to rub it into Canterbury. Just to make some... Yeah, like, yeah. I saw the... Um, uh, one of those matches that said top Super Rugby point scorer. Yeah. Uh, Dan Carter. Yeah, of course, but his um his little logo or jersey beside the his name was blue. Was a blue jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dan Carter of the Blues has scored fourteen hundred points. Oh, I think wasn't that on one of the um, matches the other day? 
And if, the stat, the graphic popped up, yes. and, then, and like Ken Laban or someone said, apologise for was, that. I think, I think it was Marshy. Was it Marshy? Because I don't it? feel very comfortable about, <laughs> about that. <laughs> so the guy has just put a jersey on, run some water out, hurt yeah. his calf muscle, yeah. and he's top blues point scorer. Oh, well, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. In the past, the Blues would have just paid him with a with a torn calf or a twinge anyway. Anything, they? anything. Because we we just had nothing before. Nothing. Just to get him on the field, get like six more people through the gate. We have Ehiah West or something. Where is Ehiah West? Ehiah actually has yeah, he gone overseas? He went overseas. He actually played some pretty good footy. <laughs> he did but when he started running the ball. Yes, when he st- he's a natural attacker, and when he started running the ball, I just felt he got told to just kick and shove it on a lot. Yeah, which was especially not, when JK was the coach, which wasn't his game. I mean, it he wasn't. Was, he's he, a runner. He was like a yeah. You're right because you saw him saw that magic try against the Lions. Remember, mm-hmm. remember Sonny Bill mm-hmm. threw a miracle. Correct, I do recall. And that. and he picked it. He just gassed their defence too. Yes. He had gas too. Yeah, and that's all of the British Isles that he just goes. I'll see you. Yeah, see ya. Yeah. So I don't know where he is. Is a short answer? Um, Jimmy Gopworth. <laughs> Jimmy, there's a name from the bar. He's still playing. I know. Is he in the UK, right? He's in the UK. He's yeah. playing... Um, I'm surprised he didn't try and play for Ireland or Scotland or something. Yeah, I think he spent all his time in, in, in England, which means he could have qualified, I suppose. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised, because he didn't play for New Zealand, did he? So. Okay, I don't even think he came, actually. I think and he's Maori really highly, yeah, he's re- yeah, he's really highly rated over yep. there, too. He's a bit of a Nick Evans, right? Yes, yes. Nick Evans, they, I remember having discussions in pubs with guys in Britain, and they're like, why isn't this guy in the All Blacks or why? And we were like, well, he's had too many, too many guys. He, he wasn't. Yeah, we had Dan Carter... And who else? I think he was just behind Dan at that time, wasn't he? I'm just trying We're talking 07. Yeah. And then Luke McAllister was floating Luke around number 10 too. Probably, and then Cruden probably emerged probably as been, well a little bit after that. Yes. Yeah. Because um, hmm. Cruden's about 32, so that's Fitz. Yeah, he was hmm. probably about 20. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Tough luck. He had a good career. We can't, a bit like Easton of Thiever though, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a story and a half. Yeah, grammar yeah. man too. He is a grammar boy, yeah. and, and even and even um, born in New Zealand, but couldn't play for New Zealand. No, because he he played no, he played for Fiji no, for like twelve minutes. It was the opposite, wasn't it? No, he was born in New Zealand, hundred percent. I know, but what I mean was, yeah. no, he did play. It was a twelve minutes on the bench for the All Blacks, wasn't it? No, it was for Fiji. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he played in the World Cup in. 2007 or something like right, that, or right. 2003 or something okay. like that. He played, I reckon 07. Let's go 07. It was like seven or eight minutes, wasn't it? And the coach did it just purely to make sure he locked him into Fiji. <laughs> yeah. So he did, the game was lost by 40 points yeah. or something. He goes, I'm, oh. I'm just amazed someone didn't get in his ear before that from New Zealand rugby and say, and it wasn't a case of which we get accused of a lot poaching. Um, no, it's, uh, it's the opposite. Players. He was born in New Zealand. He's born he in talks here. like a Kiwi. It's yeah. not like. Um, yeah, I mean, his roots were in New Zealand, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm surprised Enzo I didn't get involved earlier. I think at the time, probably, they just didn't think he was as good as he probably was. Mm. Um, I mean, he was in the fringes. He uh, played good rugby, but he, he didn't set a light, but he was young. I mean, yeah. he had a little bit more time, and he, he obviously built that up there. And but he could do some things, man. Like, amazing, he had some real skills on him, mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, grammar man, so, so he's in. it's all good. Yeah. He's, he's in my all-time favourite 15. Of course. Um <coughs> Did you see the uh, UFC? Did you see Dana White uh, shut down um, that Paige Van Sant? The one who's got all these um, the lightweight ins- yeah. Instagram followers. Well, she was on, but she can't. Um, she was it. on Dancing with the Stars, but she can't fight for shit. Yeah, basically. well, I mean, you've got to fight to a reasonable level to get in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but, but to yeah. get paid that much, she's she's a bit of an Anna Kournikova of fighting. Yeah. She got cleaned up yeah. and armbarred in the first round, and <laughs> yeah. uh, that was it. And he's well, saying- she was four and four and six from her ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the I feet. think the four and the first, they're, they're all stacked. They the were front bombs. Of, front, they were bombs. And also the front of her career, not, yeah. not the back end. Front bombs. No, yeah, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, no, so they were bums, yeah, and then yeah. she moved into um, Correct. higher level and fighting. And then realised she wasn't quite God up to smoked. it. Um, but I suppose it opens the, or examines the, the question between, or geopoly between uh, UFC as entertainment and UFC as sport. Do you pick someone who's not as gifted or talented as an athlete as some of the others on, on the tour, or for lack of a term, um, just to make money or for show, um, or do you think that's compromising it, or is it a sport that is, is opens itself so much to entertainment that all that a bit like boxing when you see bums fighting and stuff like that, you know, um, or some ex sportsman from another sport comes and fights and then <coughs> Sunny Bill or something like that, you know? Yes. Um, how do you see it? Well, I, th- I think UFC is such a, and I, I'll 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 take my colours to the mast. I enjoy. Uh, I have a, a little martial arts background, and I, I've um, always liked the idea of other karate st- memberships, karate memberships, yeah. <clears throat> um, and training for a while doing that. And used to love training with other styles. And the old argument would always pop up: who's the um, you know which which art would work the best, and which and the when this whole thing came about of mixing styles, the uh, the ground fighters, the jiu-jitsu fighters, out the the the, the Gracie brothers out of uh, Brazil, um, it was all ground fighting, and that was it. But you find now it's 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 evolved where everyone's had to work on their game. And a lot of the champions now are, are strikers, uh, which which I I like. I I, I, I you always prefer that stuff. Yeah, I love I love. You prefer that stuff. Yeah, yeah I love I love the uh, yeah I love watching it all. So to go to back to your original question, so I, I am a fan. Um, I don't see it as entertainment. I see it as I mean, it entertains me. But the um, the skill level and breadth of skills across the board um, are incredible. It's imp- it is brutal. I mean, people have been. Um, you know, need in the head. I can't remember the guy's name, but his, his, his he had an indent in his in his skull from a knee. Who had an indent in their skull? Guy walked into a flying knee. So basically, he went down. It was about four or five years ago. Oh. Had he attended your karate classes? No, no, no. I, I do not teach uh, head into knees. Um, okay. I put knees into head. It's <laughs> a better way of doing it. Doesn't hurt as much. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if they would put in. I mean, the, the quality of fights across the UFC. Versus the quality of fights across boxing, I would say is uh, you know each fight is reasonably well matched. You get the odd, I mean, I don't want to uh, Adesanya's last fight or was it the one no the last fight uh, when um, y- your fellow didn't want to didn't want to join him basically just stood still and and, and di- they didn't fight. Yeah, that um, was lame though. It was lame. Adesanya stuck to his game, uh, which yeah, if he got it close, he might have lo- got got beaten. But for me, the um, the the UFC is is it is it a circus to you though, or has it got past that point where no, now no, I was always it's a serious. Sport. I was always wanted to watch you it. Were. Yeah, okay. yeah. Was, yeah. Um, and they ignore a third of the skills required. I.e., they got nothing on the ground. Um, but that's where it gets muddy for me though, because I'm, I prefer traditional pugilism. I think I do enjoy boxing too, but mm. I love it when it goes to ground because now. But it what, gets too street fighterish, then, don't you think? I, I, well, that's what you like. I do like that, yeah. I, I, but prior to street fighting, they've got to get themselves into a position to hammer down some <laughs> hammer fists. On hammer down some hammer fists. Yeah, and it is a bit brutal when they knock them out and then the ref isn't quite there and they get another two or three. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's a bit brutal. And you're sort of like, you probably should have stopped it. A bit no, no, not, but that's what everyone wants to see, don't they? Well, they it's, it's a blood sport. It's not right? over until it's over. I remember my father-in-law from France was out here, never seen it before in his life, and he... Um, he watched it, he said, it's not reasonable. It means it's yeah, not reasonable. Because <laughs> some it's dude not. clocked it, hit the deck, the ref wasn't quick enough, 
The dude was in on top of him. Another two clean strikes. Which, oh, Lance Ho- Alan Lance Hohaya yep. in the whatever game that was. That's right. Who touched him up? I don't know, but he... he Some thug. It was very quick and very unprovoked. And, and the guy was a foot taller than him too. Correct. Uh, Smoked him once and then... Yeah. And that was the end of Hohaya's career. That's which right. All the, all that the, was in Britain, wasn't it? Correct. From all, memory. I think it was a final too. It was it, someone like... Uh, it was a final... Can't remember the guy's name. Some and like they, Castleford Thug or something like Castleford. that. Eh? Or, yeah, it'll be a thug for sure. But yeah. um, and of course, ended unfortunately ended her highest career and had to go back to Huntley. <laughs> you know where, <laughs> where he sells real estate? Uh, he's selling real estate, I believe, in the US. Ah, yes, I did know that. Level forty-two lessons in love. The extended mix. I like extended mixes. I don't know about you, Giller. What's the attraction? Uh, it gives you time to do things outside between songs without having to put on two songs. Perfect. Not a bad idea. Really like it. Mm. <laughs> the other week I looked for Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart extended mix. Oh, yeah, it's what she sings in a loop. It, it just get well, no, this is not instrumental, but it goes on for quite a while. Right. Um, as you can imagine, I've uh, always been a Bonnie Tyler fan. <laughs> I don't know about you. Distinction, yeah. Anyway, this is a sports show, the happy hour. East FM 88.1, 107.1. We sometimes talk sport. Uh, England, West Indies, I think tonight or it might be tomorrow. Second test. Uh, England got their ass kicked in the first one, which was just good to watch. Did it surprise you? It did. Yep, it did. Because um, where are the Windies test-wise? Really? Oh, they're still down the bottom a bit, but they've got Jason Holder mm-hmm. is probably the best captain in Test cricket or in any cricket. Mm-hmm. I reckon he's an excellent player and mm-hmm. an excellent captain. Uh, real level-headed, and I, the West Indies I think have turned a corner with him. I really do. Mm-hmm. They've always struggled um, because they're a conglomeration of different countries, uh, and there's a lot of infighting and a lot of boards like the Leeward Islands boards won't talk to the Barbados board and all this sort of crap. Really. That's what happens. Have you spent any time in the cricket world in the Bahamas or the West Indies? Regrettably not, no. That would have been no, a cool place to do everything. cool. Um, You'd be quite the novelty. I could indulge my other passion of storm chasing at the same time. Uh, yeah. You could get a dirty storm coming in off uh, Cuba or something, you yes. never know. I would have thought, yeah, when you said that, I was thinking more like that sort of that deep sea, find a big sinkhole thing. And, oh, and, like and a big, a deep big dive. blue, the big yeah, blue correct. or something, yeah. That's that was on TV. Was that Jeremy Wade? Extreme Angler. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think he went down into it, and, but he only went as far as you can go and, and then turn around because, right. you know, no one wants to get... No, no, one, no one wants to stir the show to drown. Go, hang on, where is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's him there. <laughs> they want to pull a Steve Irwin off. Shit, whoops. Why is he not doing anything? Where was the health and safety guy with Steve Irwin? Yeah. It's the first thing. Yeah, I must admit, I had tried to do something at work the other day and I said, oh, I'll just jump on this chair here. I was yeah. like, no, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. I'm like, sure, okay, yeah. okay, I'll take the stool. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll get a ladder. I said, well, that's... Actually, why don't I ask? Did you push in his stall? Is that what you're saying? Nope, I didn't. Okay. Didn't sound out either. No worries. Um, so England got their ass kicked. Uh, Jimmy Anderson got rested, which I'm finding quite humorous because um, is he rested because he's 37 and played one game and bowled okay, or is this the end for Jimmy Anderson? Stuart Broad didn't play in the last test, much to the uh, chagrin of a lot of uh, cricket people and surprise um, a lot of cricket pundits were saying it's very odd personally I wouldn't have gone into a test without your best mm-hmm. all rounder I mean Joffre Archer bowled well in patches but he still is a bit inconsistent and as I said Jimmy Anderson sort of coming have they into named his, them in the second test Stuart Broad's playing okay. yeah, I think it's either tonight or tomorrow uh, New Zealand time I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure I'll have to double check that um, but anyway Anderson's been rested and Joe Root has come back which is obviously going to help mm-hmm. can you do your best Root Root. Root. Is 
that's what they say. Yeah, when he comes out the bat. Oh, really? Yep. Roared. That, that low? That rarely? was sort of a northern um, English Bigfoot sort of in a way. They got one it? of them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I, I assume that's how he would say Joe Root. Yep. The, yep. Hu- the Huddersfield Yeti. <laughs> he wandering those moors. <laughs> I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, strange stat to England have lost the first test uh, in eight out of their last ten series. And the series were... It's been mixed results, but right. a lot of them have been against Australia because, as we know, the, yeah. the only money-making thing aside from India is the Ashes, and they yes. play it every 18 months just to annoy everyone. Mm-hmm. It was good in the old days when it was every three or four years because there was something to look forward to, and now it's just, oh, Ashes again. You think 18 months is still overplayed? Mm, the last one was... Oh, not two... The I thought it was every two the last years, wasn't was 16 months, I think it was. They were just taking a piss. Right. But a, a lot of that, I think, they had to get it in because of World Cup scheduling or T20 World Cup oh, scheduling or something a, like that. There might have been a rational explanation. Well, the rational explanation is it makes shitloads of money for Cricket Australia and the ECB, I suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it's wrong that the English team re- retain the Ashes no matter what? A little earn? Uh, no, nah, think- because it's just symbolism, isn't it? It's, mm. I don't think they're playing for... Being able to say we hold the ashes as opposed to physically holding the ashes. You've got a little urn somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's there's stories all over sort of New Zealand provincial rugby and even football and stuff like that all around the world where players will sleep with uh, trophies and shields and cups and that sort of stuff, you know, just because they They don't want it out of their sight. They certainly do. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen with the ashes. That would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Joe yeah. Root's putting that under his pillow or something, and his wife wakes up and says, is that an urn in your pocket? <laughs> I don't know. Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> You're just happy to see uh, Um Funniest yarn ever, Stokesy, uh, who's a Kiwi. Let's mm-hmm. just throw him in. Um, who's, in, in terms of expat Kiwis, who do you prefer out of Ben Stokes and Russell Crowe? Big call. Quite different comparisons. Well, I don't think they are, really. Because uh, they both sort of live in another country and are half from that other country. Root, her, Root however, is the captain of England, but at the same time... But he, he lived, what, the first seven, 13 years here in uh, Canterbury, didn't he not? Correct, yeah. And his old man was coaching rugby over there. And his parents still live here. And now they came back and he st- went over there. Yeah, he <clears> stayed <throat> there because he was good at sports and already in the system. In the, before, well, yeah. you can sort of imagine that. Or our man Russ LaRock, who yep. uh, tried his heart out in Wellington for a bit, I think, uh, yep. ex... Uh, Graham Henry was his... Uh, Grammar man. Uh, Graham Henry was his English, in, yep. English teacher in, in fifth form. Yep. Uh, so he's got roots here. Yeah. Um, and he's a Maori. He's he's like one-sixteenth or something. Oh, look, yeah, that's that, that's in. And the... Uh, so I think Stokes might even be a little bit Maori oh, no, he's, too. He's, he's a lot more. Yeah. Um, he's a lot more than one-sixteenth. Yeah. No, Rusty, I mean. Yes, of course. But yeah, now, yeah of course, Ben Stokes, I think... I, I, I think sure. Stokes is a little bit Maori. He is, yeah. yeah. I, I think his tattoos state oh, that. Oh, okay. Sorry. The... Um, <laughs> And yeah, Crow, Crow obviously his cousins are good, yep. good, good all around Kiwis as yep. well. The late Hogan and, yes. and Chopper, yep. Chopper Crow. And, uh, and I mean he's a he's a league man, an Aussie mm. man for league. Yeah, uh, but, but he supports the All Blacks. He supports the All Blacks. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So he doesn't know what he's doing really. Yeah. So who do I? At least Stokesy turned down his New Zealander of the Year and said, um, "Well, I've lived in England, you know, for a while, and I'm the captain. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm the best player. Yeah, um, I'm doing exceptionally well. I'm pretty well. much English. Let's yes. go with that. Which and I'm getting paid way more than ever than that little tin pot place down the bottom exactly. of the South Pacific. But he's never, he's never dissed New Zealand, though. To be fair to him, no, he hasn't. Um, Except for, well, he did. I mean, even then, when he did his big 
big dive at the rugby world so the, the cricket world oh, cup yeah he and felt bad he eh? did he tried to he did you know, whether yeah. that was contrived i don't believe it was no i don't think so um he wanted to take it but if he took it off he would have lost yeah wouldn't be <laughs> i think your formative years is really where you work out where you're from um and you say he went to england when he was 13 so mm. 13 to 8 through 18 or whatever he's at school mm-hmm. um all his friends are there he's you know i'm, I'm from the north of england you know what i mean he's probably yeah. that's just how it worked right can be yeah. And obviously is. Yeah. We chose that. So to answer your question, who what's it? Who annoys me the most? No. no. Who, who's our greatest expat New Zealander? One of those two. Rusty or Ben Stokes. <laughs> That's all you get to choose from. Oh. I could throw in a musical, a curly curly one with a musical act. Mm-hmm. And you might not even get it. Answer me this. Which New Zealand artist take that with a with a um wide berth mm-hmm. is the highest selling uh, artist in New Zealand history in terms of a single. I'm not talking about albums, but single. Who's got the highest selling single by a New Zealand artist? Say international. So it'd have to be internationally, right? Oh, so it's international. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Lord. No, you're thinking wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, that's why I said it's curly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Split ends. No. Uh, Diff to be green. No, like triple, tri- triple J and twice a T or whatever. Robert D. Frog. Yeah. With <laughs> no, those dudes? No, it wasn't them either. No. 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 Strangely, a water safety campaign or water um, conservation campaign didn't didn't rock the overseas billboard charts. No? No. Mm. So I don't know. Daniel Beddingfield. Mm, I wouldn't have got True that. story. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it? Well, you had that song, Gotta Get Through This, Gotta Get Through This. And that's pretty much the only words, and it's got electronic beats all I would have gone again, uh, the OMC. Yo MC. OMC. Remember what's OMC. That was a Fuimana. Yes. Yeah. But no, not him either. Not him either. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure if you got into Daniel Beddingfield. I wonder if he's a cricket fan. Probably. Not. He'll be listening right now. Call him if you wish. Dan, if, well, he's got much else to do, has he? No. By, by all accounts. Um, so that's all right. Uh, yes, Stokes snuck off for a Siggy. Did you read this? Mm-hmm. Before the Super Over with the Black Caps, uh, Stokes had been out in the field, and obviously England had to um, come back out the field for the one over after with, with Guppy and who did Guppy open with? Some slogger. Came out with Tom Head. No, no, it wasn't Ross. Who the hell? It wasn't Kane. The Gronholm. No, hmm. that's who I would have sent out. Such a big moment, I can't remember. And we're sports. Anyway, talk. who cares? And and it's a sports show. You think we'd know that? No. But however, um, anyway, he went and had a durry in the shower. That's a, Stokesy because I didn't know that, but I also but I do know that McCullum did something similar. Yeah, Baz did in the World Cup semi final. Yes. Uh, where Grant Elliott smacked the six. That yes, gets played ad nauseum. Yes. every time I turn on the TV. But what a day though! What a day that what was. Day. Yeah, I wonder how many of these guys. I mean, I understand Foxy used to have it do something similar in uh, test yeah. matches as well. But again, that was the, yeah, not a lot of guys smoke now. I mean, no. Warner used to have a dart knee. Um, few guys in the 80s you'd see sort of guys on the sideline mm. i love in the old footage of the 80s when they're in india and stuff like that um and they're all sitting there with no shirts on like there's no team wear you know i was talking about team wear in rugby of at, course at practice mm-hmm. but cricket was the same there's no uniformity and they're all just sitting there in shorts with no shoes and no shirts and like having diaries and stuff <laughs> and it was like what an era you were allowed to sit there with no shirt on just going yeah and play just uh, I think uh, I think the '78 All Blacks suffered the, their defeat against Munster in Ireland, and um, had they yeah. been taken out the night before? Had they? Well, no. I, I remember remember reading an account from one of the Irishmen. He said, "Oh, we were at halftime, you know, finishing our cigarettes and uh, and, say, <laughs> and saying, Christ, 
Christ, boy, I can't believe this. <laughs> what's what's happening here? What was the score at half time? Do you remember? I don't know, but they were they were leading and yeah. they defended it because uh, yeah. they they just couldn't believe it. Was it a shitty mud bath day? It or? would have been a shitty mud yeah. bath day. Um, 70, 70, 78, 78. 78, Yeah, yeah. So and they died on that, of course. Of course. Um, you know, when I was living there, it's like because I was living in Munster. Oh, sure, yeah. up to be sure, we beat you. And I said I was one, mate. Yeah, didn't see it. And that was before they kicked our ass two other times in Test Rugby. That was a long time before that. Yeah. Um, remember they went for years, and then remember that game in 2012-something uh, around there? 8, 12, 9, 10, 12. Just tell me the game. When Crotty uh, got the oh, uh, of course. Yeah, last minute. Um, the pass was a little bit sus, and everyone was real worried going, was that forward? Was that forward? Yeah, and it was, it was okay, passed, I think. Uh, over the line, untouched. Cruden goes for his, to his, for his conversion. And they were just so destroyed. The, like, One of them sprinted out too fast. And got to retake it. Get to take it again. Absolutely. And the Irish crowd was going crazy yep. for the 80, 82 minutes. Yep. They got it. We've got it. We've broken history. Was that at Croke Park? Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't think. I think it was. I think it was too. I Something think, about it. I think um, it was. A I think the crowd was way bigger. It's a like, famous GAA stadium. Exactly, and, not, and they there. can put a hundred thousand in it. Yes. I think that's why. Yep. And they just the crowd went. The second, the second kick went over and it went <laughs> just silence. See ya. So, um, what a day though! And to rub it in, a guy with an Irish name scored the try. It sort of made wouldn't made it worse. Yeah, for man, me, who's but. this fellow? <laughs> this fellow skipped the country years ago. <laughs> Oh, sorry, but I wonder. But but the Irish are used to well more used to their rugby team losing than when we are with the All Blacks. So I suspect I suspect they took it in great stride anyway. Well, yeah, they they probably did. But but if you think about how successful their club teams have been in the last ten or so years, uh, thanks to Ethan Athiwa, Ethan Athiwa, and mm-hmm. the likes of uh, well Doug Hallett played at a Munster for a while. Um, I can name some more. James Lowe's currently playing for Leinster, I believe, and he's he'll, he he'll be playing for Ireland. Won't he? he qualifies because he was not a bad footballer down here. He was a chief man, yeah. uh, great to watch. Always, but always one of those. I mean, the Chiefs always seem to have. He to had me. something wrong with them that the selectors didn't like, though. Eh? Just something. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. They just couldn't get it. A, there was a work on that he couldn't work on. Just couldn't put it across the line, and for some reason, oh, and I understand he went off to play in Ireland. Yeah, and. Yeah, not a bad place to well, play. That's, the part. that's what Bundy Aki did, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he looks quite at home in the, the Irish backline. It's strange how guys are sort of fringe here, or, I mean, Bundy Aki, you probably wouldn't have, he probably wouldn't have even touched the All Blacks, to be honest. But he's another good Chiefs man. Um, yep. So I reckon he would have been there. Guy, isn't he? <laughs> County's guy, County's man, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he was, yeah, I don't think he probably would have been there either. No. Chainsaw Laney, one of the first. Yep. Um, went straight in from him. He's put on a couple of pounds. I mean, we all have. He loves but it. Have you seen him? He's, yeah. He's certainly not his playing weight. No, to be fair. Oh, Chainsaw Good Delaney! Him, he managed <laughs> to get the luck of the you know the luck of the, the rubber of the bounce or the rubber of the ground, yeah. whatever. So many times I remember watching yeah. him play, particularly against Waikato in '98. He's mercurial, won. eh? He had that X factor. He gets an yeah. awful pass at his feet. Yeah. He just he puts his boot to it haphazardly, yeah. rolls and bounces into his hands, and he scores an untouched try. And you're still dirty on it now. Um, I'm not dirty. No. Well, I'm still dirty on James Kerr from 1998. So yes. you're allowed to be dirty on that. Yeah, I I remember being so excited that we were going to be winning the final. I expected to win that final. Yep. Um, because I beat we beat Canterbury, I believe, the week before. Yep. And I went out of a keg that day, uh, as you do when you're at you student, yep. student Did the days. players have a keg as well? And they probably did. In those, those days, days, you could. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember going to sleep in the afternoon because I'd had a keg that morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had set my alarm. Um, Set my alarm to go. Yeah. Into town to let the Candabs know what I thought of them. Good. And it's just me in a jersey. And I'm sure you did. Yeah. But it didn't quite turn out the way you hoped. No. Following week, we got 
a toweling. I think it was Tony Brown's place that week. That that was the you know, party at Tony Brown's. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to end uh, the happy hour on a social conscience message this week because that's what everyone does now, don't they? I see the Washington Redskins um, are changing their name. Um, I'm not a big fan of PC culture, but or counterculture, p- counter PC culture. But on this occasion, I think Redskins the name is a little bit icky at the moment, isn't it? Well, from what I, I know, it's always been used. Well, apparently you know. they've they've done polls that say no, we're we're happy. So the but who's saying that? Apparently, the majority. Apparently, the, apparently the, the American Indians or the Native Indians. But I, I mean, I don't Ameri- know. Native Americans. Native Americans yeah. haven't got it right. Oh well. Inuits. <laughs> if I was them, I'd say yeah, you're welcome to use the name, but you're paying for it. Yeah. If you had brains, that's what you'd do. Yeah. I think the. I mean, I, I think there's a bit of the, the sponsors put a put a bit of. Absolutely, because cor- corporate responsibility—they can't be shown to be hmm. down with that shit, you no. know, especially in wake of the, the recent events. That's enough politics. We'll see you next Thursday, East FM eighty-eight point one. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me, everyone. Thank you for joining us.